Wait, do I call you Jess or Jessica? Jess is cool. Yeah, whatever you like. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey everyone, welcome to Sports Arty Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. I interview sports dietitians across the country that share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession, snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. I help sports dietitians break into the field, find their niche, and start their career with confidence. Head to the website at www.sportsartysnippets.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. Hope everyone's doing well. I am so excited for this episode today. We are catching up with the one, the only, Jessica Isaacs, two years later. We've been trying to plan this episode for a bit, and it just kind of worked out that the time of this recording was about like two years since I interviewed Jess the first time, where she was at UCLA with men and women's basketball, and now she's working with the LA Clippers as a professional sports dietitian. So I'm just so excited. And I think too, I wanted to remind you guys, like I think we forget until our life, like not changes, but you know, you just don't know where you can be in two years, right? Like your life can change in six months, can change in a year. And it's so crazy to think where you are in two. So like if you're in your DI right now, like maybe, you know, in two years, you're in your dream job. Or if you're a student right now, maybe in two years, you're in the dietetic internship program of your dreams or, you know, wherever you are right now, just kind of like manifest those next two years. Or maybe you're a sports dietitian in a job that you're like, I don't know if I'm the right fit. And in two years from now, you are in the best fit ever. So I don't know. It's just kind of fun to think about like where you can be in two years and just sending that lucky girl energy your way. But Jessica Isaacs is such an incredible professional. I'm sure a lot of you know her, Jessica the Sports RD on most of all of our social media. Just such a great example of how to educate and influence, you know, an audience and have the message stick and do it in such a creative and fun way. And um, yeah, we just talk all about the transition between going from a collegiate setting to professional setting. We also talk about her social media and content creation and how she does it and how she balances it. And we also talk about like balance. Is that even a thing? Um, And all of that. So I'm just... I'm super excited and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm just going to read a little bit of Jess's bio just in case you don't know her. And if you don't know her, you are in for a treat. Jessica Isaacs is a Los Angeles-based registered dietitian and board-certified specialist in sports dietetics. She has an electric career working as a full-time dietitian in the MBA and nutrition education content creator. Jessica's professional career as a sports dietitian began at Kobe Bryant's Mamba Sports Academy, where she worked with athletes from youth, collegiate, Olympic, and professional athletes in a variety of sports. From Mamba, Jessica served as a performance dietitian of UCLA's men and women's basketball and is currently in her second season as a lead sports dietitian for the LA Clippers. Jessica uses her social media to share performance nutrition education in an entertaining and engaging way to debunk nutrition misinformation and to disrupt diet culture. Let's jump in and let's meet Jess. Hi, Jess. Welcome to the podcast. What is up? I know, right? It's been so long, but yet it feels like we just talked. Like, it's not weird. 
I know it does. It does. I feel like I see your face all the time. I feel like we're always connecting through social media still. I know. I, it's, do people say that a lot? They feel like they're like with you because your social media, like, I feel like I'm like, oh yeah, I talked to Jess today. Like, no, I just like watched your story and so did everyone else. And I'm didn't really talk to her, but I felt like I did, you know? Isn't that weird how it works? In some ways, sometimes it's a two way, sometimes it's a one way. Like sometimes I definitely have people who I follow who like, I feel invested in their lives. And then I realize like, they don't actually know me or like, or they don't actually like follow my content. And yeah. so I, I understand when people approach me and I'm like, you are but uh it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird dynamic really how that can work yeah people. well I feel like I'm up to speed but it is crazy it's been two years um so I'm so excited for this episode today just kind of like like so much has changed or um you were at UCLA working with basketball and now you're with the LA Clippers what has changed since 2021 minus I guess the job title but like do you feel like two years goes by fast or like what's kind of your insight there yeah, I mean, honestly, it feels it feels like forever ago, and like yesterday, like you said, in in with talking with you, and then also just with like my role at UCLA, like it feels like some of the the players that I work with are are still there, but I've been with the Clippers now for two seasons, um, and it's been it's been a whirlwind. I mean, I went from man, I went from my first job in college and really felt like I won't say my first big break, but like one major big break for me, um, to just like a whole new world. Like I didn't watch a lot of basketball before I started working basketball. I, I, the first NBA game I ever went to was the first one I ever worked with the Clippers. Like, like ever. So it, like, as far as what's changed everything, everything except for my commute, which is still an hour and a half because it's, I'm not driving very much further, but um, I'm still living very far, but uh, yeah, a lot a lot in that respect, as far as just like my world and, um, and my day-to-day -day life. Yeah. What, is, what was the transition like? Like, did you know right away, like this was another big break or were you like, wait, like the collegiate setting, you know, I felt comfortable. Cause how long were you at UCLA for? I was at UCLA just one season. And I definitely thought yeah, like a full year, but I definitely thought it was going to be much longer. Like I definitely saw myself in that, that role for a few more years, at least. Um, but then this job came, came open and like, I don't know, like I've just had some weird life transitions in the last, I guess, five years, like cumulatively where we're like listening to my heart sometimes has really been been the thing. And just like, like if I see the signs to lean into it and I just had some like just some weird things that happened, like with the Clippers, like I had some people on the inside that like had, like knew my name already or like had made recommendations or I had someone from UCLA staff that was also going to the Clippers at the same time and he sang my praises. So like, it just felt like the right move. Like, even though it was, I, I was so sad to leave like the program that I had started to build at UCLA as their basketball dietitian to um, this brand new role and this brand new journey. It just, like, there were so many signs that said like, this is it. Like you have to do it. Like, like, like you've been talking, like your whole journey was to work in pro and here you have a pro offer and you have already have a foot in, like blow that door open and go. So, let's yeah. go. Let's go. <laughs> it is kind of crazy too. Like how even one year, like with one team, like it just has such a big impact on your life. Like, even though it was like a short, you know, you could say like a season with UCLA, like, don't you feel like those memories last for, I know it sounds kind of lame, but like, I don't know. It just is so, I don't know. I just love working basketball. And I just feel like you just don't forget, you know, even if it was for a short amount of time, it just means a lot, you know? Yeah. And it depends too, like on your work capacity. Like, like if you're, if you're traveling with a team and like, just like a team dietitian, as opposed to like multiple teams, not that you don't have relationships if you have multiple teams, but if you are like, when you're traveling and doing all those things with a team, you become like the lines between what's work and like personal 
you kind of mm. start to blur and you become more of a family. It can start to feel like a family. And so, yeah, like, like leaving your family feels, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, but sometimes you got to go find a new family and you never really lose family, right? You like, they stay there. They're still Wait, now I have a question though. Are all sure. of UCLA people like Clippers fans or Lakers? Like, is that where it gets like, Oh, come on. It's LA. It's Lakers town. Come on. But I think there's a, I'd love to say there's a mixed bag. I think some people root for the Clippers just because they root for me. At least maybe I wouldn't think that biasly, but let's be honest. It's Lakers town. That's pretty fair. What about like the biggest differences from collegiate to pro? Like, is it what you thought? Were you like, wow, like this is like 180 in like a positive way or what's kind of like the biggest differences? It's so different. I mean, you think like you have some players that are still definitely college age and there's that some of that like um, uh, still a blank slate, coachable, still have a lot to learn, still have a lot that they need to learn, still maybe making some big body composition changes or trying to like put on size or still in development, right? And so that feels like very collegiate as far as like I was doing a lot of education and I was doing a lot of like those small touches and teaching them basic life skills. But then you've got like also players that are in their 30s and they have families and they have wives and they have girlfriends and they have kids and they have chefs and they have businesses and they have so many other things going on. And they've been doing things for so long that you're just not going to have that same kind of a relationship. And you have a different relationship where it's no longer coaching a player as it is like providing the services that they need to be great. Like if you, we, they have the resources, they have whatever they need behind them, either from the team or on their own. And so it's literally just like, what do you need to be the best? Like what's the most optimal in every area? And how do we make that as easy as possible for that player? And sometimes it does mean like, I won't say handholding, but just providing a service for them more than coaching them up on how to do that something themselves. Um, but that's what the mission of like, like with a college athlete, I think you're thinking of like, I'm helping them for the rest of their life as mm -hmm. they move on past but like at this point, like this is like probably the end of their career, right? Like this is like the, at some point, the they're at the pro. So at some point, this is going to be the end point of their athletic career. So we're trying to like get as much gas as we can out of, out of their tank um, and preserve them, but also just like no long, we're just, you're just helping them do everything, you know? So like, I might be helping them hire a chef. I might be working directly with their personal chef. I might, instead of like telling them how to cook a chicken breast, like ordering them a chicken breast and sending it to them. You know what I mean? Just like a lot more of that sort of thing, uh, but still like a, an opportunity for impact. But I do like in my heart miss like parts of the collegiate of just like feeling like I was doing something a little bit more major in the foundational part of an athlete's life. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Do you find that the motivation is different? Like at each level, like I, I understand how you were explaining the differences, but do you find that a collegiate athlete is just kind of like trying to find their footing, like who they are, like more of that, you know, performance vibe. And then is the pros like all performance where they're all in, or is it like if they're 20, 30, 40, or I don't know if they're playing at 40, but <laughs> you know, what, where's the motivation? I want to say it's a spectrum, right? Like I think you, and I think you see it in college too. You've got some athletes that are hungry, you know, that, that are trying to go pro that want to go next level. And you've got some that are just like, I'm just kind of here, you know, like, I know I'm not going to make it pros, right? I know this is probably like the end of the road for me and I'm just going to enjoy my time or, or maybe they're just, they don't really put their heart in, into it. But I think like, once you, like, if you see like G league, so like our NBA, like minor league, right. You see those guys, those guys are working still. They're in the in between, between collegiate and trying to get to that pro level, or some of them might swap me two ways between the two teams. And those guys, I see like, they're hungry. Like they want it. Cause they still like, they're, they're on that, that stepping stone but they haven't quite reached where they want yet. 
But then when you get to pros, like I think it's a spectrum, right? The younger guys tend to be hungrier because they still want to build their legacy or or be a leading guy, be a starter, you know, make a, a big fat paycheck. But when you're making like 20, 30, $40 million a year, like, I don't know, like there's, there's some guys that definitely don't take it as the, it's just, it's, it's a job. They, they have to like, they, what fans don't see, what people don't see on the outside is like, they have to show up to this every single day, every single day. They're like doing something right. Whether it's, you know, nutrition is just a small piece of it. Whether it's um, the, the, their sport, their skills, their individual workouts, their recovery, like they're doing so much. And then they have families and businesses and other things that they're doing um, and people that are counting on them and people that want something from them. They're just like, sometimes they're just, they're just off. Or they're just like, they're just not, you know what I mean? And you just have to like ride that wave with them or find ways to maybe motivate them or find ways to like, Hey, we still got to do the work, even though you're not motivated because we still are trying to win a championship, <laughs> you know, like we're still trying to get paid. My guy, <laughs> how do you keep Let's it light? Or do you kind of like have some fun things you throw in season just to keep it light and, you know, not as stressful to, I don't know, you know, that vibe of making it a little easier for them or just happier vibes already. <laughs> I think that there's a balance of like pers personalities already, like within, I mean, we have a huge staff at the Clippers and like at any pro level, you're going to have, you just get a lot more than you do like for a college team. But so there's a dynamic. So there's definitely like the strength coaches that are a little bit more of like bad, they play bad cop and they even play bad cop in my area as far as like telling them you need to be doing this or you don't need breakfast, go, you know? And so they'll, they'll kind of take over where I get to be just a ball of light and energy and, and whatever it is that they need. And like, sometimes, yeah, like I'm like, all right, we got to have a tough talk. But for the most part, like, I, I don't know. I think it's just nutrition is so personal. And again, like when you have, you have, they have so much choice. They don't have to listen to me. They don't have to follow anything that I do. They don't have to take a smoothie. If they don't want to take a smoothie, they don't have to take a vitamin. They don't have to do anything. And so in order for me to get them to like buy in and like, and like want to mess with me and do stuff with me, it's like, I have to understand their personality and the dynamic. I can understand when they don't want me to bother them and understand when I can push a little bit harder. Yeah. Is there a big difference from the interdisciplinary team from collegiate to pro? I mean, I'm sure there is, but I don't know. I've never worked at the pros. So it was that kind of like a different level or were you like, oh, wow, this worked a little bit differently. Any insight there? I honestly at the Clippers, it's really dope. It's we have such a like supportive, collaborative environment from things I've heard from people that have come from other teams. It's not like it's like the exception more than the rule, but like, I, I don't know, you know, I only know ours. Right. And like with any kind of sports team, we're more of a business. Right. So like, we're more like, we do like talk to like, I know dietitians at other teams and we kind of share ideas or share, you know, problem cases or whatever, but like at the same time we're, we're pretty much closed in our silo. And so we're, we don't really necessarily know what's going on in the next team, but like, our crew is just so collaborative where we're constantly talking. We're constantly having conversations about like, Hey, like the athletic trainer might say like, Hey, um, so-and-so like told me like, he's not feeling well today. And I hit him with this and this, and, um, what do you think we should do? And so I'll, I'll be like, I think we should do this and this. And so I'll bring it over and we might tag team it. or if that athletic trainer might have a better relationship with that player or like the player's not feeling good. So they only really want to talk to that one person right now. I might like facilitate that through that athletic trainer and they'll deliver whatever message. Same thing with strength coaches. You know, we're going to sit down and like, if there's a body composition goal, we're going to tag team it together. We're going to talk about who has the best 
that's in with that player and and what our approach would be. And um, it's just constant communication, constantly, like whether through text or through like our like inner like Slack. I don't know if you know Slack, but like our inner messaging yeah. system or emails or conversations, like we're always talking about the players and things in the program. And so um, it's it's a really cool environment where I felt like I showed up. And one thing that like was it wasn't as stressful for me is like before I felt like I just did whatever I wanted. Like I had a lot of anonymity without a lot of like people like kind of asking, but here I'm asked like, what are you doing and why? Why are you doing this? Why is this the best? And like, while I can have a lot of free reign to build and do whatever I want, I still have like to, to, to just, you know, really like defend, you know, or like come with the science to people that are very highly educated and very, you know, and has spent a lot of time in this field and maybe have different ideas or have come from different places. So like, it's a challenge for me as a professional. And I don't know if I was like, oh man, maybe I should have spent a couple more years in college before I moved on because like, it was a little scary at first where I'm like, these people are so smart and so good at what they do. And now I'm like much more comfortable um, in realizing like, we're all human. And like, you know, like, as long as, as long as I'm able to say, Hey, I don't know, but I'm going to look into that. Or like, or like, ah, maybe I don't know the best idea. Like, what is, what do you think we should do? And what have you seen, you know, done and listen to other people uh, rather than just thinking like, I know all the answers like that definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting too, because I feel like a lot of students or people getting into the field, like their goal is like, you know, working in pro sports, but I think it's a kind of a good lesson just hearing like, Hey, like getting your feet wet at the collegiate level. It's not the exact same, but just like those, having those conversations and, you know, backing up the science and all that stuff. Like what's your advice to like anyone that wants to work in the pros? Like anything about like, you know, if your personality is like this, maybe college is better for you or, you know, what's kind of your advice there? Yeah, I will say like, obviously like your resume is going to matter. And so a lot of places want someone at least like five years of experience to begin with, but like there's always exceptions to the rule. I truly believe like we, like, I think when we go to any kind of job interview, we're like all prepared to answer all these like hard science questions or whatever. But like, to be honest, the chances that a dietitian is even sitting in on your interview for a pro team is like slim to none. Like you're probably going to be interviewing with strength coaches, athletic trainers, and like maybe front office people. Um, so you're, you're, you're not going to have to answer those like hard sciencey questions on that level. I really think it's a personality assessment. I do think like, like job interview and now don't slack off, be prepared to like show up and show off, but it's a competition first of all, because you've got like, you're interviewing for people that have worked in sports, probably were athletes and are competitive. And you're going to be along some sides and tough candidates, but it's a personality assessment for sure. And so like, you need to be able to play well in the sandbox. You need to be able to collaborate with other people with other ideas and some opinions that may be very different from yours. You need to be able to not shut them down. You need to be able to listen effectively. You need to be able to like, uh, multitask well. And I think that these are some are commonalities in college, but I think you can hide from it a little bit more in college than at the pro level, because like, at, like there's just so many people that you're just going to constantly be challenged and you're not going to be, you're not going to have the same level of authority as in you maybe did in college. So you have to learn to like, Hey, I might be low man on the totem pole in with my athletes as well. And I've got to be able to like learn that respect might have to be earned learn that nutrition is like, doesn't necessarily have a seat at the table completely yet. And a lot of these places, and I might have to be doing a lot of more ops and food stuff, like food catering kind of things, forward facing and caring about that more than sometimes the things that I think are important. Like one thing I tell people when they're like looking for career advice is all is like, understand what like people that are interviewing you and hiring 
comparing you what they think your job is and they think it's important because that's what they're going to be evaluating you on. So like if you come and you talk about all these amazing things you can do for your athletes that is like misses the mark and when they're like just looking for someone that can come and make their like post game food dope, like you you need to be able to talk to that. So you need to be able to ask questions to find out like what it is the job really is because it might not be that like dope education coaching job that you thought it was going to be and it might just be like a food service manager. Yeah, that's a good point. Like figuring out like if you're a right fit, because you can easily be like, wow, like what an incredible opportunity. But if it's not, you know, that's what the interview's for. Uh, right. Figure out if, if you're a good fit. If you're like me, you've definitely had athletes that experienced the annoying gas, bloating, and discomfort after taking some brands of protein powders. As we all know, bloating can be a sign that your body is not processing the protein powder properly, and you're likely peeing out most of it because your gut can't absorb it. But with our friends at Momentus, that isn't the case. And this is because they've included a special patent enzyme blend in their whey protein that eliminates gas, eliminates bloating, and makes your protein more bioavailable. The enzyme blend of Momentus is called Prohydrolase, and it's been tested in research against other enzymes. It's been proven to actually deliver more amino acids to your bloodstream, which means you fully absorb the protein. Don't you want to make sure your athletes' bodies are actually getting all the protein that you're paying for? Momentous definitely does, and your athletes will notice. They won't feel uncomfortable after they take it, and their bodies will be able to tell the difference because they'll feel more recovered. Go to livemomentous.com now and use the new code, I repeat, new code, RDSnippets15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. That's rdsnippets one five. Thank you so much, Momentus, for sponsoring this episode. Can can like interns shadow or can you intern at like at the NBA or how how would someone get their foot in the door? Would you recommend like reaching out to dietitians in the NBA just to like it must be really tough to kind of get in. So what what would be your advice there? I'm not currently like for me, I can't take interns yet, but like hopefully in the future, there was a open, there's a possibility. And I think it's a case by case scenario. Cause um, when I got hired two years ago, there were seven other full-time dietitians in the NBA. And now I think there's like 13 or 14. Um, And so most teams have like either someone private or someone part-time or consultant if they don't have a full-timer, but all of our jobs look very different. So some of our full-time people like travel, every time. Some of them don't travel at all. Um, some of them are working a lot more in the kitchen. Some of them not at all. So like the role is very different. So whether or not they take interns is very different too. I uh, would love to have them. There's lots of places in which I could use them um, for sure. But like, I definitely get a lot of people that that reach out to me and, and I just like, for me, if you haven't done the work, if you haven't like checked out other places first, if you haven't gone to college or other places first, and you're just trying to like knock at a pro dietitian's door, like you're not ready. You're not ready. Like, even if that's what you want to do, you need like, go check out the other spots first, because at this level, like if I'm bringing you on board, an intern is an investment. Like you're investing, you're investing your time in us because you want to learn, but I'm also investing my time in you to mentor you. And so if it's going to be like more of a give than, and, you know, on my end and, and, and you're like, I, and I have to be able to the vet you when maybe I don't even have like full buy-in within my program. Like I need you to come in and be like, dope. Like you got to be a dog. You got to be working hard. You got to bust your butt. You got to be smart. You got to be ready. Like you got to be like a superstar. If, if you're going to come intern first for a pro dietitian and like not have done some other stuff first. 
personally my opinion yeah that no that makes sense too because I don't think interns realize that you're a reflection of like the dietitian that brought you on and you're there to enhance what they're doing obviously there's mentoring and but definitely at that level it's it's not like you don't have time to mentor but like you have to that like extra like level that's you got to be on all the time yeah. because you represent you know Jessica Isaacs or whoever you're working for and you better make them look good <laughs> yeah yeah because I'm bringing you on because I want to make the program better yeah and so you have your I expect you to help me make this better you know yeah. and if it's like if it's taking a lot of, it's adding more stress and more to my plate or the dietitian's plate then that doesn't really help us yeah <laughs> kind of interesting too how like the MBA has grown so much just even having like full-time dietitians and kind of something you brought up that I didn't really think about was how everyone has different roles and I guess that could be like similar in collegiate that like some travel some don't some are in the kitchen some are not do you think there'll be some like standardization of like the types of nutrition services each team gets or is it just you think kind of each organization you know we're just still in the learning you know stages of how we can really utilize a dietitian I mean, we compare notes, right? And there's like surveys that go around that assess like what we're doing, what like our role is, if we're managing other people. Um, and these are some of these will be shared within our teams as well. Some of them are just be between the dietitians just to understand. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but some of them we do share as well with like the other stakeholders. Some teams will ask us like, the teams will ask like, what kind of, like, what kind of meals do you provide? Do you provide um, meals in the hotel? Do you provide meals in the plane, post-game, pre-game? Um, what does your diet, your nutrition support look like, right? So we'll compare notes. That's a far, it's going to be a far way off from standardization though, in any respect, because like, even like the number of strength coaches and, and athletic, like it's different on every team, right? So nutrition is so like nutrition. And I think like, like mental health sports psych like we're kind of the the newbies in this realm um and the nba i would say in like a lot of pro sports but in the nba you know um we're newer roles and we're emerging roles and we're roles that don't even exist sometimes at teams so i think we're a far way off from any kind of standardization yeah. it is I mean, really cool of how far it's come though like when you think about it like sure. teams really do have at least someone so it's nice that like you know someone's got a seat at the table I mean, the, the number of full-time positions doubled in a year. So like, that's, that's great news. Yeah. 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 Ah, I didn't know how important it could be. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, shocking. I know. <laughs> this is the first I've heard of it. <laughs> Anything else on basketball before we go to your, I mean, you're just always an influencer and you're always killing it, but. Um, the playoffs uh yesterday um and <laughs> i i went on an eight well it was supposed to be an eight mile hike with my mother and it ended up being a 16 mile hike and i was like missed i had like the most important game happening like two of the most important games of like our season happening which was like the pelicans playing the timberwolves we needed to see if they won or lose and then our team we were playing um who were playing the suns to see if we win or lose to make it to the playoffs um versus the play-in tournaments and so we got lost on this hike and at the end of like the 16 Stop. miles, I'm getting refresh on my phone and I get like a signal last 20 seconds of the game just to see like, to see us score like the winning basket and like, or just solidify like our, our like in, in the playoffs. And I cried. Wait, we're going to the playoffs? Yes, we're in the playoffs. Let's go. Wait, that's Let's cool. Go. Let's go. Oh, I'm so high. I'm so high. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We can move on. That's amazing though. I love it. Well, how do you balance being a pro pro sport dietitian and like influencing on your TikTok and your Instagram page? You know, it's obviously grown so much and it's probably so exciting in the past two years. 
do you feel like you've always had that balance between, you know, ad sponsorships and, you know, promoting content or does it get harder as the years go on or is it just everything's always changing, you know? I don't think I know what the word balance means anymore. Like everybody uses this word balance and I think of like a scale of things like even, right? And I've never ever in my life seen anything like that in in in, in sports or anything. So I don't I think balance is subjective, right? I, it's so funny. We're laughing, we're putting our hands like we're putting our hands <laughs> what do you call this? Like a it, it's a scale, right? It's like a scale. scale. It's but so funny though, because when I think of balance, I know exactly like that makes sense, but I don't think of that. But I don't think of that. What do you I think? I don't know what. Well, you keep talking because maybe I think what you think is balance. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think balance is unique to every person. Like, right? Like, it's a, it's this like harmony of work yeah. and um, so life and self care. But like, it's like people say, do you have balance? I'm like, well, I have balance, but it's not going to be, well, my balance is not your balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think balance means like knowing how to prioritize your time. Sure. In a way that's effective for yourself and like business and self-care. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that, probably yeah, tighten that up a little bit, but yeah, I think so we're the same this was just like, you're right. I don't think of it as like a scale. No, no. I balance my work. It's, it's no. like, it's like looking at a calendar. I'm like answering this for you. Sorry. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. this is, thank you. Help me. I think it's like looking at a calendar. Like, for example, when I think of like how I balance things, I'm like, okay, I got this Thursday, so I know I'm going to be tired on Friday. I'm going to schedule this for Monday, and then I'm going to go away for two days. Oh, I'm going to put this on this day. So you're just you're just making really smart decisions with your time on a schedule that makes sense for you and the people you're working with. Like you're respecting both parties. So I've never found it that difficult. I think when you're younger, like for me, when I was an undergrad, I tried to take. I'm so impressed. Is that what you do? I am Mine looks well, like a cluster map. <laughs> well, it's more like if someone's like, hey, are you free? I look at what, what I'm doing and I'm like, okay, I have something to say. So no, but I'm free. I'm so you know, I'm so so that's not a strength. Don't you have to do this? Oh, I don't. I have like an ADHD brain and I don't help myself with like structure. ADHD. I can't stick to it. I can't stick to structure. Like my brain just doesn't work that way. Like people will ask me like, how do you create? Do you like bulk do this? And I, I don't, I literally so that's do probably the magic of what you do. That's the magic of your content probably is that you, yes, I agree. But, how do you, but I can't like, I can't teach that. And I can't like, that's not going to work for other people. You say you let, like you have like a, like, I feel like I have a fake schedule of when I want things to happen, but I never push it. I always just like, let the, like, let my life happen. And when the timing comes, I'm like, okay, this person feels right to interview. I'm going to reach out to them. I don't let like, yeah, yeah. I don't let the outside tell me what to do because then it's going to be a bad, it's not going to be a genuine interview if I'm like, yes, external. yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes. A fake schedule with knowing my creation within okay. this like ideal timeline that doesn't have like doesn't have deadlines but I know hey I'm gonna release an episode once a month doesn't matter when I do it but I'll figure it out I I'm yeah I, I'm getting deep no 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 that that would that's that's it's still more structured than <laughs> okay let me tell you how my life works so how do you I do it I get it I get it I don't find out until the night before if I work the next day most days okay so that's I don't cool. know if I'm going in or not and like for me going into work is like it's like 
I spend three hours at minimum driving a day. So like, there's already a big chunk of my day. So I have a lot of mental time though, like where I, I can think of things. And so like, I do utilize that time where I'm like, I'm listening to podcasts or music or, or I'm trying to utilize that time to like expend some mental energy or like think about things. And so I'm not quite planning things, but I am like using that time kind of productively, at least partially to like, all right, I've got a long drive. I got to at least spend some of this thinking yeah. about either content or things I need to get do done so that when I finally park my car, I can be in go mode or do whatever I need to do next. But like, it's constantly an ebb and a flow based on my week. So like, if I find myself at home with some more time and the lighting looks good and I feel good that day, I might shoot some content, you know? And uh, if I have to, if I, I usually have deadlines, if I have a brand deal, like with a sponsorship. There we I go, usually, some deadlines. We got some I usually have a de <laughs> deadlines are helpful. I love a deadline. I will work right up to that deadline, but I will always hit the deadline. I will never be late. I will never be late, but I, I, will, I will really push that deadline. Um, so that's, that's pretty much as much as the structure. It's just kind of like, for me, it's like when I find the time and also coupled, like you said, like it feels right, I'll do the thing. But sometimes if I don't, you know, I might be planning to shoot content and decide like, you know what, I need to go for a hike instead, you know, I need, or I need to go, I want to go work out today instead. And so it's a balance. I mean, I, I don't get to exercise as much as I want to. I don't get to cook as much as I want to. I don't get to spend as much time with my daughter as I would like to. So it's the, when I find that time away from work, I then look at, all right, with this time, what do, what do I need the most or the people around me that need me need the most? And like, what, what cup needs to be poured into today? Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. Cause I think sometimes people are like trying so hard to, you know, create that next content. Cause I, I can see how it's like stressful. Um, and it's like, it's interesting, like using that time, like I love driving. I love like thinking in the car. It sounds really weird, but like just that time you have to yourself to think and like your brain can take you like so many different things and, and ponder. So I think just like not feeling so stressed about like, okay, here's my like writing time where I'm going to like come up with my content. I think it's like probably that organic flow of, I don't know how you get there, but I think there's different like types of creation that makes sense for people. Like I think there's some people that like when they're starting, it's going to really help them to have a structure of like, I want to do this video on this or like have at least I need to do something on this day. But I will say like when you mentioned earlier, like the like what about my content in particular is that it's just very like off the cuff, kind of spontaneous and more authentic. I will say like if you are that type of person, if you have, if you are a personality and you will know, like if you're a personality person or you're not, if you're a personality, create authentic content, do it when it feels right. And like, it's going to, it's going to translate. But if you're someone who's a little bit less creative, like structure is probably going to be your best bet in order to like yeah. keep yourself on track with what you need to create. hundred percent. I now interrupt this episode for www.sportsartysnippets.com. I can't believe I'm even saying that. It's just so fun. And I'm just still, I'm so excited. It's been so great. Like the discovery calls are coming in. I'm, I'm meeting a, a good amount of you guys. And it's just, it's been so awesome. So if you haven't already, basically Sports Arty Snippets is so much more than just a podcast. Head to sportsartysnippets.com. Click the mentoring tab, scroll down, fill out your information for a free discovery call. If you're a student trying to break into the field, a career changer, trying to navigate how to become a sports dietitian or whoever you are, I want to help you accelerate your career into becoming a sports RD, whether that's clarifying the next steps in your career, providing guidance on resume and cover letters, interview prep for your first job or fellowship, navigating the workplace as an entry-level RD, or discovering your niche in sports nutrition. 
I'm here with you every step of the way. There's still one spot left for 10% off of Sports Artie Snippet packages. That's www.sportsartysnippets.com. Um, how about since you last came on, what was your advice about the goldfish? Do you mind kind of saying yeah. that advice and then any other insight you've learned since then that you can share with us? Okay. So this came from Ted Lasso. It was a Ted Lasso. Yes. Is Lasso season two out? I think it is. Oh, I, I never, I tried watching an app. I probably need to try again, right? I didn't really, again. Oh, I think I didn't no, get I it. you. Try again. Okay. It's a beautiful show. It's the best show. Please give it a chance. I'll try it again. I'll try it again. Not, hashtag not sponsored. Um, But Ted Lasso, <laughs> he had said, there was like a particular like play that was happening that broke down and the player was like really being hard on himself. And Ted gave this, this advice um, to be a goldfish because a goldfish had like the shortest term memory. So basically what he was saying is to when like when stressful things happen, when you make mistakes or whatever, like have a short term memory, be a goldfish and let that shit go. Like, just like, like it's don't carry that with you. Have a five second memory on the things that like, it's just the baggage you don't need to take. Oh, and it's so good, right? Because there's so much that I see people take around. Like it's like anytime you carry anything around with that's so much mental energy. And if you're like, and like, just as we know, like energy that we have to use for our bodies, like we have, we have to take in so much energy to be able to ex expend so much energy. If you're using mental energy on like negative stuff and bringing that around with you, then you can't use that for other things. So you need to let some of that shit go because so you can free it up for the things that are more productive or positive or going to get you like moving forward and out of that. And so like that was one of the that was the piece of advice that I had given last time. Question for the two years since we last spoke, do you feel that you're more of a goldfish with the TikTok trolls or do you find that gets harder? Like, do you feel like it's easier as the TikTok trolls or are you just like, whatever, like they don't even know what they're talking about. Like I'm not- Listen, I love a troll. I love a troll. Listen. You love it. Oh, so that's what, okay. I would be like, ah- Oh, first of all, okay, a troll, you know what, if someone's commenting, liking whatever they're doing, even if they are, they are, they are bringing, bringing their hordes of trolls with them. That's engagement, baby. That's oh, engagement. So funny. You're helping my views. Thank you. I love Thanks. that. So it's just a perspective of it because I think, I hope it was an accident, but someone gave me a one star on my podcast on Apple. And I was like, why would you even go out of your way to do that? Liz, listen, listen, how many beautiful, wonderful things that people said to you about your podcast? <laughs> that one star sits there and eats at you, right? <laughs> and you are, you're going to remember that and you're going to carry that with you. And, and you're going to carry that with you in place of beautiful things people have said to you. Oh, you're so I, right. Well, I'm laughing because I'm like, I, did they press the wrong button? Like maybe it was an accident. I know you're like trying to analyze it. There's no way. They I were like, this podcast know. sucks. One star. You're not a one star. You're a five star all the way. All anyways, the way. If anyone could go rate or review the podcast, I'd prefer a five star. <laughs> if, only five star. if you haven't enjoyed it, feel free to leave nothing. But five please stars. don't leave a one. Five stars only or go away. Thanks. <laughs> This rapid fire round is brought to you by Honey Stinger. I'm so excited to have Honey Stinger on the show. Honey Stinger is sports nutrition for every ambition and proudly fuels more than a thousand, a thousand college and professional teams, which is absolutely incredible. Contact team sales at honeystinger.com for samples and team pricing. Sweeten the burn with products designed to help you prepare, perform, recover, and overcome your next challenge. Honey Stinger has delivered naturally sweet and fueled options for generations to outdoor enthusiasts and athletes of all kinds. I don't know about you, but their new oat and honey bar is absolutely delicious. Made with freshly ground peanuts, oats, 
honey, creamy rich center, caramel rolled in toasted oats and quinoa crisps to bring decadence to your morning to start the day off strong. A great gluten-free option with six grams of protein. Listeners can use RD Snippets 20 for 20% off one-time offer on honeystinger.com and experience great tasting products and nutrients you need every phase of your activity. That's RD S-N-I-P-P-E-T-S 2-0. For more information about Honeystinger, head to the show notes. Thank you so much to Honeystinger for sponsoring this episode. All right, ready for the rapid fire? Oh, let's go. This is like deep. Okay, the first question on deep. We're getting like a little bit more sophisticated. No, I think I like it. Okay. Yay or nay? Beef jerky. Yay. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm nay, but I understand the nutritional content. I just can't stand the smell of it, personally. It depends. It depends. That's okay. okay, so this might be like kind of surprising, but I, I don't know if you'll have a different answer. Are you an introvert or extrovert? Both. Yes, explain that because I think people used to think, oh, if someone is like portraying a certain way, they're an extrovert. And then that helps me realize I'm both, but you go. Yeah, I love my alone time and I require it. I need some solo time. There's a lot of times I just want to be by myself and process things by myself. But I also do love to be social with people. It's a choice though. Like I I, I have a battery that I need to be, it turns on and off sometimes. And um, there's just times when like, it's, I'm not, uh, I just don't want to engage with people or I just like, I can't, I, I love the do not disturb feature on my phone. I don't wear an Apple. I've been given multiple Apple watches and people get mad at me because I don't want notifications. I don't want, I want to look at my phone when I choose to look at my phone. I'll get to you when I choose to get to you, unless it's like a work thing that I have to get to. But like, I, I have to control how people engage with me sometimes. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I used to think I was extroverted, like during my DI. I mean, this was like seven, eight years ago. Cause I just thought like, oh, if you're like happy or I don't know. And then I realized like, I won't be extroverted unless I get to know you. So I'm actually like, if there's like a meeting or, you know, for the, I'm probably not going to say anything. Like I'm just kind of like reserved, but I don't know if that makes me introverted, but like, I definitely like being alone, but it's like a switch. But I used to think it was like, you're either introverted or extroverted. And then as I got older, it was like, there's a time and a place, you know? At the CPA state conference, I think you were extroverted. Uh, you think I was extroverted? I don't know. <laughs> there was one day where I'm you- I'm not were- going to be like, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me. I know. I feel like you have to be at those things though. You have to like- You have to be, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I think what's so funny, I didn't feel this way last, probably because I'm like a little older, but like, it's so much like stimulation when you're younger that like when you get on the plane to go home, you're just like exhausted. Yes. I think I'm just better at like pacing myself, but that's funny. Yeah. I'm not going to be like shy at the, I mean, what am I going to like not say hello to you? Yeah. yeah. Let's not mistake introverted with not saying hello. <laughs> just... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. What's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at one point in their life? It's not about you. It's not about you. Don't take it personal. It's not about you. It's not about you. There's the, there's a much, there's so many things going on that are bigger and are quote unquote more important. And the things that you're like getting all butthurt about or like thinking are a big deal, like such small fries in the big scheme of things. It's not about you. Mic drop. End it right there. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. No. Um, Safari or Firefox? So stupid. Neither Chrome. Chrome. Oh, I was gonna do Chrome, but I was like, Liz, stop making like three options. Like, just do two. Um, 
I mean, on my phone, it's probably Safari. On my phone, Safari, just because like that's what the native browser. But like the time I download Firefox on my computer is if I want to use like they have some add-ons so like I can like download like a YouTube video. It's easier on Firefox. No, I realized Safari uses like it will be like your computer is using too much energy. And I switched to Firefox. It was so much faster. And I'm like, why have I always been using Safari? And like I only use Chrome though. So Chrome is why am I not doing Chrome? Am I nobody? No, I don't know. Get your life together, Liz. I can't help you in every area. Okay. All right. Back to the serious ones. Yes. What do people misunderstand about you the most? Ooh. What do people misunderstand about me? That I'm just regular. I'm just, I'm a goofball, but I'm just a person. Like people come up to me sometimes that like follow me and they think like I'm a, I'm not a celebrity guys. I'm so basic. I'm wearing my dirt, my my daughter's dirty slippers right now in my house with my dogs. And I'm wearing pajama pants. After this, I'm going to go back watching love is blind and eating chocolate. Like I'm so regular um that yeah 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 I think that um I think people think a lot more of me sometimes than I deserve wait I don't know if this is true or not but did you tell me at the conference like someone was like whispering not about you in a negative way but they're like oh look like there's just guys this and you're like this is so awkward like just come say hi I've literally given an autograph you're like it's not me <laughs> given an autograph it's the dumbest thing <laughs> what do you mean you sign stuff that's awesome what do you sign you I somebody asked me to just sign but a banana? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that's like pretty on brand. But like, isn't the banana gonna go bad? I don't, you know, I don't. I don't ask questions. Wait, at the conference, you said. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's kind of awesome, though. All right, what's your favorite trip you've ever taken? Ooh, Hawaii. Me and my daughter went to Hawaii. That was actually like. It was a super proud moment because like I had never been able to afford to pay for a vacation or really like anything like that before. And I had like we had like me and my daughter had set a goal to like be able to go to Paris and Paris and work out because her passport issue. Um, but that was so we decided on Hawaii and we like I saved up for a year like I didn't have the Clippers gig yet. And so I was like, you know what, that's a great gig goal for us. It's like I'm going to try to get enough like outside. I didn't wasn't getting paid well. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to pick up enough outside work that I can make this happen that we can have like a, a baller vacation like helicopter rides nice dinners like oh, nice pictures yeah, yeah 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 so we did that we were just talking the other day she's like I want to go back to Hawaii I'm like honey Hawaii broke the bank okay <laughs> that was you're like look at some pictures <laughs> look at the pictures actually you- like, low-key buys us my memory of Hawaii shaved ice is so good like I could eat it every day yeah it's called that shaved ice right yes yes yeah. Last question. Are you ready? Yes. If you could tell your younger Jessica Isaacs, UCLA self, one thing back in 2021, what would you say to her now? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What would I say to her now? Yeah. What would I say to her? Oh, what would I say to her now? Like, just keep grinding. Just keep grinding. You're going to get there. Probably. Probably something like that. It's amazing. And yeah. yeah, you're just killing it. I mean, I know you don't need me to tell you that to know that you're killing it, but Appreciate thanks for influencing us a lot. Thank you. Likewise, girl. Thanks, I'm so stoked so to see all the things you're doing. And I love that you're doing this for, for all of us and giving us all like, just, I don't know. I just, I just think like it's such a dope community. It really is like this community has been like everything, right? Like 
when I lost my job, like in 2020, and I was like, just at home, like with nothing and like, didn't know what I was going to do. And really just like through like growing our community, like on social media and stuff like that. Like, that's why I'm here doing stuff that, that I dreamt of doing now was just through our, our dietitian social media community and, and the people that are here listening probably to this too. So like, it's really dope. It's really dope. Like, like love, love this, love you. Oh, love you too. We love everyone listening. <laughs> I don't want this to end. I know, I know. Oh, we'll do two that. years. Yeah. What's your advice for people? So much can happen in two years. I mean, so much can happen in two years. So much can happen in six months. But yeah, I think if you're feeling stuck right now, like that rainbow is coming. It like, is, and I think that there's oh. so much. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you go, you go, you go. I think that there's like there's so many things I tell people all the time out there. If there's like now. I think that there's like, I don't know, I'll, I'll fast forward. <laughs> there are so many, there's so many opportunities that you can create out there still. So like, if there's something that you want to do that doesn't exist, you can make that happen. And you're going to get a lot of no's and a lot of doors closed first. You're going to fail a lot first. You can't let that like stop you from doing the thing you want to do. Like that's just part of it. That's just information. That's data. Use that to help you like get smarter, to build, to try something else. Or maybe it's just the wrong, wrong opportunity, but the right thing that you're trying to build. Like don't let the, let the nose and let the doors closing, like stop you. If you have something you want to do, like keep attacking that, keep going for it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think like just just chasing that passion. And like, I think too, sometimes you might feel like, oh, like someone's already doing that. But like, realize like you are your own authentic self and someone else could already be doing that. But are they you? Or are they going to deliver it the same way you are? So I don't know. That's kind of been helpful too. Um, Like another thing I've been thinking about a lot is I think sometimes when you're younger, you feel like, oh, if I get this job, I'm going to feel a certain way and I'm going to be respected. And I think like you're like, when I get this, this, and like you can be a leader wherever you are right now. Um, You could be an undergrad leader. You can be a leader during your DI. You could be whatever you're doing. Like you don't have to wait until you get a certain role or a position because your respect is going to come internally. You have to respect yourself before, you know, I think sometimes when you're younger, you're just like, oh, if this happens, I'm going to feel this way. And usually it's, that's not actually how it works. And I don't know. I think that's kind of like something I've been thinking about is like, you can lead from anywhere at any time and don't wait for like a pedestal or something that it's not going to change anything. Like you're always going to be who you are as you grow and you'll grow into where you're supposed to be. 100%. 100%. I love it. Killed it. Mic drop. Let's go. Let's go. Leaders of the future. Leaders. We got this. Oh, does it have to end? I think it has yeah. to end. <laughs> oh, Jack, thank you so much for coming on. Maybe we'll do like a five-year reunion, you know. Ooh, Ooh okay. It's like a live, you know, get everyone on it. But thank you all so much for listening. And thank you so much for your time today. Always inspiring all of us. Take care. Take care. <laughs> thank you. thank you so much for listening to this episode on sports arty snippets i hope you found our conversation helpful today if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the podcast on apple or spotify share the podcast or tell another sports rd to be or sports dietitian about it if you can rate and review the podcast it really helps the show and is much appreciated remember to follow along on instagram at sports snippets to see what sports rd guest is featured each week 
I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.